If you miss the Celtics Summer League game against the Bucks, you miss one of the most outrageous, not only finishes, but just fourth quarters, overall games that you're ever going to see at any level, anywhere. Complete madness. Plus, Grant Williams talks about his extension. Malcolm Brogdon talks about being the sixth man. And I'm talking about all of that right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Very excited that you do that. Show is free, available everywhere, Monday through Friday. However you listen to podcasts, that's how you can listen to Locked On Celtics. Or if you're new, please subscribe. You can watch the show on YouTube. It's free there as well. And uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing, commenting, all of that stuff on the YouTube videos if you're choosing to consume that way. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I was one of the media voters for the Celtics 75th anniversary team. I say all those things to let you know that I've been around this team for a while, and I know a little bit about the Celtics. So let's have a conversation. Let's talk about things. Later on in the third segment, we'll get into Grant Williams and uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who both spoke on, uh, what was that, Monday. I'm losing track of my days. I'm going crazy. Uh, they both spoke out Monday. Uh, that's coming up in the third segment. Second segment, Matt Ryan, a little bit deeper on Matt Ryan, who's a very easy guy to root for. And you'll see why, uh, after, uh, in the second segment, first segment though, let's get to the game. Let's get to this weird, crazy summer league game that the Celtics won. If you're interested in that kind of thing, 111, 109, the score was 108, 107 Milwaukee with 11.7 to go. Then the referees spent five minutes going through all sorts of things. Uh, they were going through papers. They were going through score sheets. They were going through everything. And then all of a sudden, it was 108-107 Boston with 11.7 to go. Then the Bucks uh, hit a couple of free throws. And then Matt Ryan came down. Somewhere along the way, hurt his left ankle. Threw up a three-point floater that banked in. Celtics end up winning the game. Complete madness. Uh, that game had – that wasn't the first time the, the referees changed the scores. Uh, they had uh, Grant Williams talking trash to Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. It had uh, a multiple posterized dunks. Uh, it had uh, breakout performances, guys all of a sudden making their cases for – some level of play on the Celtics. I mean, this was a wild game, uh, especially in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. So let's kind of run through some of these performances where the Celtics, I'm not going to get too caught up in, okay, they gave up 39 points in the third quarter. That was bad, uh, especially when it's a 10-point third quarter. That's that's not something you want to see defensively, but they, they, they had a really bad quarter. But individually, I think that that's where we're going to really focus a lot of this. And it starts with Matt Ryan, second straight game, finishing 
uh, with just tremendous shooting, 23 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 6 of 11 from 3, including that crazy floating game winner. But Matt Ryan is making a real case to get some real minutes for the Celtics. That he's, not, not, not minutes, but like real opportunity for at least at least to, to, to make the team somehow. Uh, I don't think he's... I don't think summer league performances are going to be like, oh, Ime is going to say, oh, well, we got to give this guy 15 minutes off the bench. But what he's doing is he's he's probably giving the Celtics at least a little bit of um, a little bit of a discussion point where it's okay. What what do we do with Matt Ryan? Because he's got a quick release. He can he can shoot off the bounce. He's six seven. There's a little bit of a depth issue behind. Uh, in the, on the wing department, you're, you've signed Sam Hauser to be one of those guys that can hit shots. But hey, Matt Ryan's out there playing faster than than uh, Sam Hauser, and right now shooting better than Sam Hauser. Hauser did hit for uh, three of seven from deep, so a nice recovery. Four of nine overall. Uh, he did leave the game with some sort of right shoulder injury. You could see him kind of like rotating that right arm a little bit. And on the sideline, shaking out that right arm. He did have that right shoulder injury that that cost him a big chunk of the playoffs. Not like he was going to play anyway, but he did. So, so that that could be something that could have he could have tweaked something. So I'm kind of curious to see how that impacts the rest of his summer league. But Hauser's a six eight guy. Uh, Matt Ryan's a six seven guy, and the Celtics need wings. And they kind of need them on the cheap. So maybe, maybe Ryan is playing his way into, into some sort of competition for a contract. Broderick Thomas is another guy who's 6'5, but shot 50%. He was four of eight from three. Uh eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, no turnovers. He was on a two-way deal last season. So was Matt Ryan, but JD Davison's on a two-way deal. I haven't seen in two games, and it's just two games, so it's very, very early. Things can change, and the Celtics could have different opinion. Obviously, they often do have a different opinion of what I might say, but um, I think I haven't seen anything from Davison that makes me think, yeah, you got to upgrade this guy's contract. I think a two-way deal for him is is just right because he's been doing things that look really good for stretches, but – He's playing, again, another game where he's playing too fast. Um, he needs to learn how to be more in control. But he has physical tools. He has instincts that I think can be developed. So a two-way deal for him makes sense. So Broderick Trump, Thomas and Matt Ryan, one of those guys could be competing for maybe a regular roster spot while maybe the other gets back onto a two-way. Depending on how – you. You know, they don't have to sign it to. The two-way guys don't have to sign with the Celtics. Uh, other teams can come in and make offers to these guys. And so that's the, you know, there's a, certainly a concern that the, these guys could go somewhere else if there's a better opportunity somewhere else. But the Celtics need some depth at the wing. They've got Hauser. Uh, you can count Danilo Gallinari as a wing or a big or a hybrid of both. But they are still going to need some – Somebody out there that 
the oh crap, both of our guys are hurt. Tatum and Brown are hurt. We need somebody. And considering the tax bill is in the mid forty million dollar range right now, they're not going to go. They're not going to go spend money on whomever. Uh, I forget somebody tweeted at me or somebody left a YouTube comment about hey how about how about this guy I forget who the guy was but he made nine million dollars and okay you can go get a nine million dollar guy whatever position you want you want a big guy you want a wing say hey let's let's use that TPE go get this nine million dollar guy well the tax bill on a nine million dollar guy is thirty five million dollars plus maybe I forget it's it's you're talking about paying over $40 million for one of those guys versus, you know, a $2 million guy or one point something million dollar guy that ends up costing you four or five, whatever, whatever the number is, but it's depending on what you give the guy, whatever you give Matt Ryan or Broderick Thomas, but that's much more palatable than going out and getting a bigger number guy. So, Either way, I thought Matt Ryan did a really good job. Thomas is is going to come in, probably come into camp, unless he gets a better offer somewhere else. Uh, but he'll probably come into camp with a chance to compete for one of those roster spots. The Celtics have have room. So young, cheap, talented guys coming in. And, hey, those guys can go to Maine if they want, if the Celtics want. Keep going and keep developing. You can still send these guys to the G League and have your 12 guys on the roster in Boston. And, and you know, that should be enough depth to get you through uh, a game. Get everybody else out there working and honing their skills. So I thought Sam Hauser uh, was good before he got hurt. Davison, up and down. He's definitely a two-way guy. Yuhan uh, Begaron was, I think, kind of not great early. Then he hit a three-pointer, which is very rare for him. A uh, got you know broke free for a couple of huge dunks. One really just amazing post-rise dunk. I don't put a lot of stock in athletic plays though. Like summer league is about super athletes and guys taking advantage of defensive breakdowns. And I thought Begaron definitely was using his athleticism and some of those defensive breakdowns to make a couple of these plays. Highlight plays, awesome plays, but the only thing he did in those plays was really get, you know, break free, shake free a little bit, and then big, huge highlight dunks, like awesome, fun to share, and all of that, but he didn't he didn't break anybody down or anything like that. He just, one was a dunk in transition where nobody stopped him, and one, he was, you know, was a, a cut where no one picked him up, and so... I still don't think I don't think he's ready for the league. I don't know if he's ready to compete for a position or not. Um, I, I I personally am still in the in the stash. Uh, get him one more year out uh, wherever in France wherever. Um, and then Cabangeli, uh similarly seven offensive rebounds and he had a huge dunk. Offensive rebounding kind of it's it's hard I guess across the board it's hard but. It's not as hard in summer league because again, it's disjointed. Guys are making mistakes. There, there are seams and opportunities to to make your cuts and um, get get in there for offensive rebounds. So, those are the individual performances. Let me get more into Matt Ryan 
when I come back uh, because he's just such an easy guy to root for. First, let's talk about Built Bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but our friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That means it's all part of a delicious chewy marshmallow that is covered in 100% chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. It's also low protein, low calorie, high protein, high protein, very important, high protein, low sugar, low calorie, and it's delicious. They're only here for a limited time. So go to built.com right now so you don't miss out. All of these built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits. And if you want to eat something that tastes good and it's good for you, then you want a built bar or one of these built puffs. And of course, these built puffs taste amazing. Uh, you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're good for you, the perfect treat. If you've got a craving for something sweet, this is great. If you want to eat a, a quick, healthy snack, uh, something after a workout, this is an excellent, excellent source of protein. It's delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Use that promo code LOCKED15. It'll get you 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com so matt ryan is as of right now after two games kind of the breakout star for the celtic summer league team uh and you know after this game he was emotional he was kind of choking back tears and you think summer league what's the big deal why why are you crying or trying you know trying to hold back tears because you hit a summer league game winner uh but Look, I'm as guilty as anybody of as blowing off summer league like these results, not necessarily these individual performances, because there's something for in in some of these performances, but it's very easy to blow the blow off the overall results because we're all trying to think of these these games as okay, what happened that helps the Celtics? That's how I look at it. I, my whenever I'm like all of my work. All of my work is geared towards how does this make the Celtics better? How does what, what we're talking about, how does what we're discussing in these games, how does that make the Celtics better? How does that get them closer to a championship? We watch these things in summer league, you and I both, and we're thinking, okay, this guy could help the Celtics. That guy maybe could help the Celtics. Maybe this guy gets the training camp. Maybe this guy gets some trade value. Whatever it is, it's all about the ultimate goal, which is the Boston Celtics winning a championship. That's how everything that I write and talk about generally is geared towards. That's the perspective. That's my perspective. Now, first of all, not every team is dealing with things like that. And players aren't necessarily looking at things that way when you're, they're in this summer league situation. So Matt Ryan, a year ago, was working at a cemetery in, in Yonkers and driving DoorDash. And now he is with the Celtics. He was wearing a Celtics uniform. He was a two-way guy, so he couldn't play in the playoffs. But he was on the bench. He was there celebrating one of the first guys in when Jason Tatum hit that buzzer-beating layup against Brooklyn. 
he he was there. He's working out before these games. You can see, you can see him around the team. He's part of the Boston Celtics. And now he's there at Summer League. And yeah, he had a great game overall. And he hits this game-winning shot. And for him, after the game, kind of asked about his journey. He he had a moment. He had a moment where he was like kind of choking back the tears because you know what? For him, this is a big deal. Hitting the shot to win that game is a huge deal. Because a year ago, he was probably pissed about the tip on some pizza delivery. And now he has the opportunity to maybe make a couple million dollars, which is amazing. I mean, think about that. I mean, we talk about things in context of Damian Lillard getting a two-year, $120 million extension, and we talk about these contracts in terms of 50 and $60 million, and it's just utter madness, and Lord knows what kind of contract Jason Tatum's going to get in a couple years when the new TV deal kicks in and he can opt out in that same year. Oh my God, that's going to be an incredible contract. But for Matt Ryan, if he can get, even if he can get Sam Hauser's deal, which is three years, somewhere in that five something, $6 million range, can you imagine signing a contract that's going to get you, even if it's just the guaranteed money, a little less than $4 million? That's like, if somebody were to give me a Powerball ticket, be like, "Hey, you want to sign this? We'll pay you over the next two years. We'll pay a you know you you won you won four million dollars." Like, yeah, yes, thank you. Uh, I would, I certainly would stop doing some of the things that I'm doing and get to relax a little bit more. But for him to have this this moment, I think it's it really tells you a lot. And there are a lot of these types of guys at summer league. That's kind of what summer league is. It's a lot of guys who have been struggling. You could probably go to every team and ask every guy, Hey, what were you doing a year ago? And you probably get two, three stories per team of a guy who's like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I'd be here and now I'm, you know, competing for a shot. Maybe I'm competing for a shot overseas, whatever it is. But, Chasing your dream like this is is hard work. And having it pay off is, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine signing an NBA contract. Can't imagine that. I mean, I got to sign a, a deal overseas for some crappy little lower division Greek team. And I was, it was the happiest day of my life. And to, I can't imagine if, I was able to come back from that and go to a summer league and 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 potentially hit a game winning shot and 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 be standing there in front of the media like that like that 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 alone for me just as a guy who was fighting for some level of being paid to play basketball I look at what Matt Ryan's doing I'm like yeah I get that I get it I get why he was crying, man. I, I, I would be too. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. I think he has 
a real possibility of making this team somehow. He's a real possibility to make this team. And from there, who knows what opportunity comes up? Who knows what role comes up? You just never know. The, the right, it, it's, it's really kind of like threading, not just threading a needle, but like throwing the thread with a moving needle and trying to get, sometimes it's that complex and it has to be the right opportunity with the right team. And, and maybe this is it. Maybe this is it for him. Or maybe it's not, and it's, it's with another team. However it goes for Matt Ryan, I love that moment after this game where he just felt, you felt that passion pouring out of him. And you felt that the work that he's put in and the sacrifices that he's made and the, the hopes that something would come up because he's 6'7", can shoot the hell out of the ball, and maybe some team will give him a, ch a chance. So good for him for having two huge games. I don't know how that ankle, he rolled his, or hurt his left ankle, he tweaked it, he said he's going to be fine. We'll see if he can continue to play throughout the summer league or not. Uh, if the Celtics, actually, if the Celtics hold him out, that might actually be better news because maybe they want to just make sure that he's fresh for, for camp. So good, good luck to, to Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm excited for him. And, you know, I, I'm supposed to remain impartial to a lot of these things, but you know, I can't help, but see a guy in that situation be like, man, I'm rooting for you, kid. I'm rooting for you. Um, because it's a dream. And I just hope that I just I hope that guys that work really put in the work do find these opportunities so hard in the NBA. There's only 450 to to 500 guys a year that that get that chance, and every year the the turnover is so small because most of these guys are staying in the league. There aren't many guys who are quitting or retiring and. It's, it's just very difficult to get into the league. So, all right, we'll see what happens with Matt Ryan. Celtics play again 9 p.m. on Tuesday. So uh, we'll see if he plays. We'll see if Sam Hauser plays. But in the meantime, Grant Williams, who was on the sidelines at this game, talking a lot of crap to Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. He was also talking about the potential contract extension. That, Malcolm Brogdon's comments, about being the sixth man, that's all right. Coming up next on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Grant Williams was in Las Vegas, sitting there on the sidelines. Uh, he is one of the uh, union vice presidents. So there was uh, a union event, so he was in Vegas for that. And hey, why not swing by the Celtics game and uh, have some fun there, talking a lot of trash. He also uh, talked to some reporters and talked about his potential for a contract extension. He's eligible for an extension. He said the negotiations, quote, probably won't start for a while. So we'll see uh, when that is. But he said, quote, I think both parties are hopefully mutually understanding that we want to get this thing done and make sure that we come together 
and have a successful next few years because I love Boston. I love the fact that I not only get to be there and be around the team that I'm with because I have a great relationship with the guys, but I also love the city and being able to live there. So it sounds like, you know, he's, he's signaling to the Celtics, I want to stay. I'm, I'm very open to staying. What's that contract extension going to be? Who knows? Um, what are the complications of a contract extension for him? Well, uh, there is the base year compensation uh, possibility if the Celtics were to consider trading him. And what that is, is if you give a guy an extension on a rookie contract, or if you sign and trade a player to a big, the number is big enough where the difference between what he's making and, and what's coming up is, is huge. Uh, it changes the, the way the, the numbers are calculated in a trade. So if you were to include Grant Williams in a trade and he has an extension coming up, well, that's, that, that could complicate things. Now that isn't probably going into all of the calculus. The Celtics either want them or, or they don't. He's going to be a restricted free agent next year. So um, I don't think trading Grant at $4.3 million is, is really, uh, well, I guess it depends on the, on the trade, but that it's a low number for a guy of his skill set. But that's one of the downsides uh, if he were to be traded and if you were to extend him now, it would change some of the calculus there for, for how his salary is calculated. But really, the bigger, the bigger deal for uh, Grant is just finding a number where he's satisfied and the Celtics are satisfied and they kind of know what they're working with. I think uh, somewhere in the four-year, uh, four $40 million range is probably fair, although I always tend to, whenever I try to come up with these numbers, I always end up being low on my numbers uh, because I'm trying to go with what I think the number should be and not really with what the, ne the negotiated number is going to be the Celtics can say, yeah, 440, like that, that makes sense. And he's going to say, nope, I want four and I don't know, 60. And they're going to be like, no, that's crazy. And so they go back and forth. And so that's how you get to a higher number than, than what I would normally say. So they're not going to say, Hey, yeah, we'll start with four and 40 million. And he'll be like, Oh yeah, sure. That sounds great. <laughs> so uh, I think it'll be, it'll be somewhere in that range but could be a little bit higher, could be a little bit lower. But he understands that this isn't going to happen right now. The deadline is in October to get this done. So there's plenty of time for the Celtics to get this um, negotiated. Uh, and, and look, the worst case scenario is they don't come up to, they don't come to an extension. He goes into restricted free agency and they play this out. The Celtics can take that chance for sure and say, Hey, we don't want to, we don't want to tie up our books. We don't, you know, let's, whatever they want to say publicly, they can, they can say, and he can go into restricted free agency next year. 
They can try to play the game of, yeah, we don't think you're going to command that much money. And it's going to be up to him to actually go command that much money during the course of the season. The Celtics could kind of use that as a sort of kind of incentive. Uh, Brad Stevens could say, hey, you know what? Let's... We, we do want to extend your contract. We do want to give you an, another contract, but we're, we're just, we're not able to do it right now because it, it's, it, whatever, luxury tax, whatever, come up with some excuse. And then Grant says, well, hey, I'm going into restricted free agency. I want to go and get myself an offer sheet. Let him go out there and earn that offer sheet. Or, or if he can't, you know, there, there's a, uh, uh, it could backfire if he can't control himself and he starts to become a problem on the offense. I mean, that's certainly a, a potential backfire there, but they could use this as an incentive to say, go out there and prove it. Go out there and show that you can shoot 40% again. So I can see both sides of this. I don't know. Will they get a deal done? Will they not? I don't think it matters because he can, he can go into restricted free agency. Celtics can match a deal and it'll be fine. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also spoke, and one thing that he said was uh, that the Celtics did, through his agent, talk to him about embracing a six-man role. He said, if I wanted to come to Boston, that'd be one of the things I needed to embrace. He says, for me, I've made a lot of money. I've won a lot in Milwaukee. I've won some in Indiana, but I really want to get back to winning on a high level. I want to win a championship. So whatever I can sacrifice to get back to that championship level, I'm willing to do it. And then when he talked about the Celtics spending money, he says it's a testament to the Celtics how much they want to win. They're willing to spend. Uh, they're paying. They're paying twenty million a year. Uh, they're whatever. Hold on, sorry. They're willing to possibly have a guy that they're paying twenty million a year to come off the bench. That's a sixth man and trying to help them win a championship. So, reason for me highlighting those packages those quotes is because he's here to be the sixth man or seventh man or whatever it is between him and Derek white. I don't know how this is going to work with the rotations, but uh, I think this should settle everything for the people who are like, um, you know, Oh, he's here. To, he's here to replace Marcus smart or whatever. Just be aware, he was signed to be the sixth man. Everyone, like Marcus Smart knows he's the starter. The team has said through various channels he's going to be the starter. Brogdon is expecting to be coming off the bench. That's, that's it. That's the end of the story. Can Brogdon go out there and supplant Marcus Smart at some point? I guess. I guess. Uh, it's possible, but... It, 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 he'd have to be extraordinarily good, and Marcus, I think, would have to be extraordinarily bad, and I don't think that's going to happen. So if you're one of the people who is like, yay, Marcus Smart goes to the bench, sorry. That's it's not going to be how it goes. And it's for me, I don't think that's how it should go. Uh, I can talk later on in the offseason as things slow down, uh, I'm getting, you know, I've written some stuff about Smart and Tatum and Brown, and I'll, I'll be writing more as the, the summer progresses. Once summer league is over, 
I'll get deeper into Robert Williams, Al Horford, other guys off the bench. And we can discuss that because I think there's, there is some value to this uh, signing that, that can help Marcus Smart. So that'll be coming up in a future show. So make sure you're subscribed to get these shows directly to your device. It's five days a week still, Monday through Friday. Uh, may slow down in August, might drop to three days a week during the slower August-September uh, portion of the, the, the year, but then we'll go right back to five days a week. So I do appreciate you subscribing. I also appreciate you subscribing to the YouTube page if you want to watch. That is free and available everywhere as well, uh, the YouTube show. So make sure you're subscribed there. Share the podcast as well. Make sure that your friends, your family, everybody knows that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.